Welcome to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I'm Lueda Roshke and I'm excited to be with you today and share the word. And I have Dawn Kennedy. Good morning. Hello, Dawn Kennedy. Hello, she, she's, trying to, she's trying to get situated over there. Dawn is in charge of all the buttons. She pushes buttons all the time. (laughs) She has to get the Facebook started, the timer started, make sure the radio's going, then run back over and get in front of her microphone, and she does a great job, and I couldn't do it without her. So, yay, thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Dawn. You're welcome. My pleasure. (laughs) Well, we are going to talk today, the, the title is For the Sake of Christ. For the sake of Christ. And you know, last time we talked about Saul, whose name was later changed to Paul, and the great encounter, the divine encounter that he had with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a really quick uh, uh, recap, because we want to get into some things that um, Paul walked through, some things that he uh, dealt with, and uh, I mean, it speaks to us today. I mean, Paul uh, is still making an impact today. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Uh, he impacted the Gentiles for Christ with the gospel of Christ, as well as the Jews. Uh, but he didn't start out that way, Don. He was ornery. He was kind of the opposite. Uh, yeah, though. right. In Texas, we call it ornery. He was really ornery. He was, well, he, he was <laughs> set on the law. Yeah, I mean. he, was, he was intent on enforcing... The old covenant, the laws, all and and you know they added to the laws. You know they they added more things, uh, and so he was set on the old way of doing things. And Christ had already had died, was risen again, resurrected at the right hand of the Father, and stopped and established a new way. Right? Mm-hmm. He is. In fact, it was called the way. The way. The way. And but uh, Saul was having none of it. I mean, he was a religious zealot. He was very diligent to try to make sure that the Christians, uh, the Bible says that he went into, he wrecked havoc, going in and hauling out men and women, Christians, out of their home and uh, taking them to jail. And and, uh, he even stood there and guarded the coats while they stoned Stephen the martyr, a man full of the word of God and faith, full of the Holy Spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. And he they he stood there, so he condoned it. He had papers that gave him the right. He had warrants that he could go and arrest people. And so he thought he was doing God a favor because he thought these people were out of order. They were blaspheming. Uh, they were trying to bring in another God instead of the true God. And so he was holding fast to the tradition and the laws. Plus, plus he had great power, great authority. People looked up to him. He had quite a name. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was very educated Hebrew. Uh, he, he was on a mission. And here comes this Jesus that turns everything upside down. And his disciples, who were untrained, unlearned men, turned the world upside down is what the word says. Mm-hmm. I mean, God will use anybody right. that will just say yes. Thank you, Jesus. Right? Thank you, you know, that he uses right, me. Yes, right, thank yes. you, Father. And, and you know what? It doesn't take all that. <laughs> no. Although it's good to have the education. It's good to, ha- it's good to have all those things. But it does not take that. To qualify. To qualify Mm -hmm. to obey God and Mm -hmm. to do what you were created and called to do. And so, and God will lead you and show you the things to do to add to, to help train you and to, and to equip you. But 
you don't have to have all your ducks in a row for God to use you. Praise God. Because I yes. still don't have all my ducks in a row. No. But I'm just like day by day, Jesus, just have your way. Jesus, use me. I was praying this this morning. Jesus, use me for your glory. Mm-hmm. Help me to impact people's lives. Help me to preach and teach the gospel in a way that people can receive it. Let there be many souls saved. I pray that the Lord would use me, use our ministry, mm-hmm. use you and I uh, to give him the reward of his suffering. Mm-hmm. Right? To love people. To, to, to love, love, people. God love people. Love God love people and and to bring and to share the simple gospel with Christ. Mm-hmm. But Saul and the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the religious leaders, the high priests, they could not wrap their brain around this new simple powerful gospel that came in a way that they did not expect and they could not receive it because Jesus came through a little virgin mm-hmm. girl who uh, and had a fa- an earthly father that was a carpenter. He was born in Bethlehem and was laid in a manger where, where animals ate. That was his bed with straw as his mattress. And he grew up learning a his feeding dad's... Trough. Yeah, yeah, a feeding trough. He learned, which is amazing to mm-hmm. me because he was the bread of life and he was going to feed people right. uh, the bread of life. He would be broken open. He would break open the God bread of life, so his body. into the details. God is so into the details. <laughs> and he always comes in ways we don't expect. It's right. So. And so even though Jesus Christ completely, totally fulfilled every prophecy about him, how he would come, what he would do, everything perfectly lined up and fulfilled, still they had a wrong stronghold of thinking. A stronghold is a house made of thoughts. They still had a wrong a thought process about how the Messiah, the Christ, would come, and he, in their eyes, he should come with an entourage. He should come riding on a white horse and taking over the government and having a throne to sit on. He would come and free the people from the Roman rule, which they were on at that time. They did not recognize his humility, his lowliness, and even though they knew the word, they still did not Receive the revelation that this is the Christ, the Son of the living God. That word stronghold that you just used too. I mean, God does that today. I, I started recently just praying, Lord, pull down every stronghold. You're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. So, Lord, I pull down every mm-hmm. stronghold in my thinking that prevents me from entering into your fullness, from entering into your goodness, from uh, receiving whatever you have for me to receive. I pull it, I pull down those strongholds. And so just like the Saul, mm-hmm. now he's pulling down our strongholds. Right. Yeah. Because the Lord wants to do a new thing right. in our lives, mm-hmm. right? Well, Jesus Christ was the ultimate new thing. And what happened when Jesus come, it was issuing, there is a change of the old covenant of the law to the new covenant of grace. And uh, the Old Testament priests, they served their purpose. The Old Testament and the law did its job. It pointed us to our need of the Messiah. It showed us we could not save ourselves. We could never keep all the laws and regulations. So there have always had to be an animal shed, a bloodshed blood uh, by the animal being slain. And Jesus Christ was the perfect fulfillment of the Lamb of God, which was slain. For the, from the foundation of the world. What did John say? 
Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. That was his mission statement, pure and simple. That was his purpose. And so when Jesus came, now we're gonna, we're just recapping here for a minute, but you gotta get this to see what happened to Paul and what he did and how he's still impacting us today and how powerful it is. But, but Jesus Christ, the Old Testament, uh, Old Covenant priest, the Bible says in Hebrews, of necessity had to offer a gift. They had to offer a sacrifice of blood and they had to offer it for themselves as well. They had to have their own sins forgiven and as well as offering it for the people. And so they, there was constantly being shed and another blood, another bloodshed, another sacrifice, another sacrifice. And the Old Testament priest would, would die off and, and they, what new one had to come. But Jesus, when he came, he was the perfect high priest. He was a better high priest for a better covenant. He was the better sacrifice. He was the one and only true sacrifice. And he, he lives was, on forever. And he lives on forever and ever and ever. He doesn't leave and his post. That's right. And so it was a one-time sacrifice of G- Jesus. The sacrifice he offered up was not a, the blood of bull or goats of a lamb. It was his own blood. The Bible says that through the veil of his flesh, right? So his flesh was the offering. His life was the offering that he laid down. And when he died, remember this, this is good. When he died, the veil of the temple rent from top to bottom, which meant come on and it was Come to show that no man could do it, right? No man could do it. We could, we'd, we'd go from the bottom, but he went right. from the top to the bottom. And it was like, I think, 60 feet thick, thick yeah. mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It was very thick. I may have that 60 feet tall, but, but and it was like really like three foot thick, I think is what it was. And no, no amount of people could have torn that. But Jesus Christ, when he died, it opened up the way. And so the Bible says, come boldly to the throne room of grace to find help in the time of trouble. And so when Jesus died, he gave his body, his flesh, a once for only of all time sacrifice covering of the, the blood of Jesus that washes away all sins. The Old Testament was a covering of sin. The New Testament is a canceling of sin. Second uh, Colossians 2, 14 and 15, it says the handwriting that was against us, he nailed it to the cross. I mean, he canceled it. He nailed you, it. God. No longer is it, it's not imputed towards us anymore. Thank we you, have been set free from our past, but we've also been set free from the principle and power of sin to have the right and authority to operate in your life. So if you're still dealing with an addiction, you're still dealing with uh, a, a sin that even though you're born again, listen, it is unauthorized and you have the authority and the power in the name of Jesus to cut that thing off that it no longer, sin shall no longer exert dominion over it because Jesus Christ was the perfect high priest and he was touched with the feeling of our infirmities he knows but he came through all of those temptations and everything spotless mm-hmm. without sinning and he cut off the power and the right and the authority that sin has to exert dominion over you anymore and so then you rise up and you enforce that you rise up and you believe that uh, the law of sin and death is broken over you and this is what Jesus did. This is the new covenant. This is the new way. And so uh, Saul and the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious bunch 
were trying to prevent the way the church from growing because people will always persecute and come against what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. People will always persecute and come against what they don't understand. And they didn't understand the new season, the new thing, the new way. It didn't make sense to the natural mind. I was just real quick before we get too far past it. I want to make a mental picture of what Jesus did on the cross for us in the courts of heaven because the devil is there always accusing us. Right. He's always saying, look what she did. Look, 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 she just messed mm-hmm. up. Look, look, that's the devil. Mm-hmm. But God is saying, I bought that. Right. I paid for that. That's it's right. clean. She's whole. Every, every, every accusation the enemy makes, God has, it's clean. It's whole. It's under the blood. If you are saved and you've received him as your savior, he does. He is not looking at your sin. He's looking at what he did. That's right. He's not condemning you. Yeah. So don't let that condemnation keep mm-hmm. you from receiving what God has for mm-hmm. you and doing what God has for you to do. Right. And don't call unclean what God has called clean. Right. Right. And and here's another thing just to add on to that, Don. The courts of heaven. It's a it's a, a court, mm-hmm. right? Judicial system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I grew up. Uh, Assembly of God, you know, Pentecostal, charismatic, all that. And I always heard the phrase, plead the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, what does it mean when you go into a court and you plea? You give your plea, guilty or not guilty. Well, in the courts of heaven, you can always plead not guilty. Thank you, Father. Not guilty. Washed, purified, cleansed, set free, delivered. Uh, Jesus died as our substitute. Jesus was my substitute. And when he died and he went into the ground, we we died and we came up with him. We now have that same resurrection power and we are counted and pronounced clean. And then God will use that substitution of his blood to, to free. I mean, you're already free. Mm-hmm, from but, your sins, but but then the actual act of whatever you're doing, mm-hmm, the power of the it, power to control of it, you. he'll actually give you the ability to overcome it. Right. That doesn't mean we're saying cha- don't change. Right. But we're saying he, he's not sitting there condemning you about it. He's saying, come up higher. I'll show you a way. I'll be your substitute for that. You don't need that. Mm-hmm. I give you my blood for that. You don't have to mm-hmm. be let that control you. You know. I just. I just. It's the mental picture mm-hmm. of. God just loving you. Right. He's loving you, guys. He's just loving you. He's not condemning you. Mm-hmm. And it's also to realize the power in the blood. Right. To completely set you free, to sanctify you, to consecrate you, to set you apart. And then that power. Now, we still walk around in our earth suit, which is, which is our flesh on this earth. And uh, there's still temptations. There's still tribulations and trials. We're going to get into that with some things that happen with Paul. Mm-hmm. But we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We triumph. Thanks be unto God who always, always, always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. No weapon formed against you will prosper. That's right. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And the more, listen, the more you know, the more you grow. The the more you understand the power in that, the more you realize you can say no to that drug addiction. You can say no to that sexual uh, addiction or that pornography. You have the power and authority to say no. Because he cut 
off the power and authority and the principle of sin along with cleansing you. So in other words, you know it's no longer your master. You do not have to do what it says any longer. You can rise up in the name of Jesus. Well, I might have done that 10 minutes ago. But I'm not going to do it again. But I'm clean. Mm -hmm. I repent and I move forward and I don't have to go back to that. I will not return to that thing because there's more power in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over myself, which is another word that means I present. I present the blood of Jesus. So I, I am more than a conqueror. I'm sin free. <laughs> That's right. I am, I am made free and I no longer have to continue in that stronghold. Mm-hmm. I hope this is helping somebody because this is what Jesus did. I believe that we glorify and we magnify, uh, God even more when we take full advantage of everything that he did, not just our eternal salvation, which is the most important. But not just that we're going to be with him for eternity and forever and ever and ever in heaven, which praise God, I'm for it. And that's the most important (laughs) first step. But taking and taking and enforcing the power in the name of Jesus to pray, to set the captives free, the power in the name of Jesus that you are free, your family's free, to cancel generational curses and judgments and word judgments and word curses and to rise up and declare I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus and I have peace, the shalom of God, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing fragmented, safety in my mind, body and estate. And I can fulfill the call and destiny on my life that was put on me from the foundation of heaven that was written in the books, according to Psalms 139, every one of our days is written beforehand and that we would, he has uh, ordained the work of our hands. I mean, when we began to understand and then enforce, reinforce and walk out and live out and experience the full experience of salvation, I believe it brings God glory. And I'm, but he's like, yeah, they're getting it. They're getting it. And they're going to give it away. They're going to give it to other people. And that's my cry. I'm not saying yes, I've Father. got it all figured out because I don't, but I'm on a journey and I want to remain day teachable. day by day by day, yeah. right? Line you know upon what? line, precept upon precept. Pre- it's right. And, and it's, you have to be, you have to humble yourself to be teachable because mm-hmm. Pride says, I know it all, and there's nothing you can tell me, and I already know everything, and so you become unteachable. But humility and being humble, saying, man, Lord, it's like this morning, it's like, Lord, we have to have you. Lord, we're depending on you. We're moving into you. And uh, so, Lord, we can't do this without you. I mean, and, and to pray, when you read the word, Holy Spirit, open this up. Give me revelation. Give me understanding. Help me to see what you're really saying in general, but then what are you saying to me so that I can apply it? Because listen, it's a living word. It's a living way. He is the truth, the life, and the way. And, and so what you hear sometimes may be different from right. me. I may hear a different section that's, right. that's like, oh, but it all comes alive at right. different times, right? It does. It does. And he, he speaks to us. Jesus Christ opened up the way so that we could hear him. We could experience him. We can go into the very courts of heaven, into the very throne room of heaven to find help in the time of trouble. We can worship and have communion and fellowship. The Bible talks about the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord. And so Jesus did that when he died. It literally ripped open the way so that we can come in and we can draw nigh or or enter into his presence. I mean, what better? And so that's what Saul uh, was persecuting uh, before he became Paul. That's what he could not understand, this Jesus. See, Paul went on later. I'm kind of jumping ahead. But Paul, 
You know what his message of his life was? And he said, preach Christ and him crucified. Preach Christ and him crucified, which is what I was just talking about a moment ago. Not just your eternal salvation, which is the most important, but everything it encompasses, everything it entails, everything that it pertains to our life, and everything that Christ did. Everything, covering everything. And so they couldn't get it. So man saw, man, he was persecuting them. He was wrecking havoc of the church. He was calling. He was, the Bible says, literally, he was hauling men and women that were Christians out of their homes and dragging them to prison. And he had the papers and the warrant to do it. I mean, he was on mission. He, he was on a mission. He, he had a, he a he purpose, was but it was the wrong thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> he missed the change of guard. Mm-hmm. He missed the change of the Old Testament to the New Testament. And although Jesus Christ had already died and he'd already been risen from the dead, and I think it was like 50 years at this point, um, but he failed to recognize the way God was moving. Let us not be like Saul. Let us recognize what God is doing on this earth, but in our lives, in our families. Let us recognize what he's working out in us, mm-hmm. what he's depositing in us. Uh, le- you know, sometimes, you know, God doesn't change, but the seasons change in our lives, right? The seasons change on earth. They do. There's four seasons, you know, you're going to dress differently in those different seasons. And you realize certain things are going to are going to die off and they're going to, you know, the leaves are going to fall. Then there's it's going to freeze and and then it's begin to thaw out. We're going to have spring. Things are going to come back to life and then it's going to be really hot. And if you're in Texas, it's going to be scorching hot. Mm-hmm. Not this <laughs> but, summer so far, though. Not, well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for especially in the hill country. It's a little cooler. Praise God. But. Even the seasons change, but God doesn't change. But we, we have to go with what he's doing, how he's moving on the earth, what he's doing in our lives and respond accordingly. Saul, now just before we end this first half and we'll come right back, Saul, he had to change a season, but man, it was a hard way. It was a, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't I want had to be, a, I have to be knocked off my donkey. Right, yeah, I had a, a mother in the Lord. Who would tell me, she'd say, Lueda, God will bring you the easiest way you'll come. God will bring you the easiest way you'll come. I'm like, so it took me a while. I thought, you know what? Just like um, the Lord said to Paul, Paul, why are you kicking against the goads or the pricks? Saul, why are you persecuting me? Because he's riding along on his donkey. He's on another mission to pull some poor unsuspecting Christians out of their homes and take them to prison. Or to guard the, the coats, beat them up, beat them up <laughs> stone them. Uh, he's on his mission. And all of a sudden, there comes this great bright light. And this is during the day. This great bright light that's so bright that it overpowers the brightness of the sun, apparently, because it blinds him. Mm-hmm. He was blinded by the light. He's knocked off of his horse. I mean, I'd rather God just come and say, Lueda, you need to get up off that, get off that horse right now. <laughs> You're yeah. not going it makes the you right way. I wonder how many times he spoke to him yeah. before that. Yeah. You know, trying to change his right. mind. Right. And he, he wouldn't. So he is knocked off and he says, Lord, who are you? And he says, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It's me. Mm-hmm. And when you're persecuting my kids, you're persecuting me. When you come against my children, you're coming against me, Saul. 
It's not going to do for you to keep kicking against the pricks. And he says, now you go down to Ananias. He's going to pray for you, and you're going to receive your sight. So he goes to Ananias. Now this cracks me up. He goes to Ananias. Ananias, Saul of Tarsus is coming. <laughs> I want you to lay hands on him to receive his sight and, and, and to be filled with the Spirit. Ananias says, well, now wait a minute, Lord, my praise. Now, wait a minute, Lord. This is like Saul of Tarsus that was killing the Christians, persecuting, has papers to drag us out. You want me to what? <laughs> but he, yes, he that's the one. permission to kill me, but okay. Yeah, but he says, what did he tell Ananias? He is a chosen vessel of mine. See, all of his mess, all of his persecuting his people did not cancel his purpose. Thank you, Father. Saul just had to have an encounter with God mm-hmm. to change his understanding and his revelation. He had to have that divine encounter. Last week, if you didn't get this, if you didn't watch it, go back and they pull can't up last week. Last week's because oh, we that's had right. Facebook problems. So. None of it came out. Mm. No, okay. Well, it, we, I talked about divine encounters, but it'll be on a podcast. It will be on a podcast on our website, mm-hmm. Luetta.org, soon. Uh, but. Not only did Saul have a divine encounter with God, he had a divine encounter with Ananias. Ananias was a divine touch point, a divine encounter for Saul because we had to have Saul and then we had to have Ananias and then we got Paul who began to preach and teach and began to change uh, so many, is still changing people's lives through the word God gave him today, impacted the Jews, impacted the Gentiles. So you and I are a divine touch point for others. We are a divine encounter for somebody. And so Ananias had to overcome his fear. He had to overcome his natural mind and what he thought. I can't pray for this man. Mm-hmm. He's going to kill me or he's going to drag me off to prison. Nah, so I'll but, blind him first. No, he won't even be able to see you. Right. <laughs> he's going to appreciate you because you're going to pray that the scales <laughs> fall from his eyes and him to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so Saul was obedient to go to Ananias. Ananias was obedient to pray for him and to be that connection so that we could have Paul that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, all I've done is pretty much... Recap. (laughs) Recap, and we're going to jump into something right as soon as we come back, which will take just a flash because we have to just push a button and reset. But listen, I want to invite you to call our prayer line, 866-241-0579, We have trained, anointed, powerful prayer warriors who will pray with you whatever need you have and we'll send you out some scriptures free to help you go to our website at luetta.org l-o-u-a-d-a.org we have lots and tons 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 of free resources free teachings uh, of the radio broadcast and of our tv programs that airs on impact christian network dish direct spectrum all of those so we have lots of free things for you we also have some things on our store that when you order them it helps us to continue preaching the gospel and we appreciate that if you've never given and you want to today's your day you can go to lureta.org or call our prayer line and you help us to preach the gospel and we so appreciate it we love you and i'll be back in a flash